superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Vin Scully, what a life in full this man led. There's uh, 29,000 people in the ballpark and a million butterflies. This is such a masterpiece. It's the radio call of Sandy Koufax's perfect game. Bob Costas here on the Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, voice of Thursday Night Football, Al Michaels. Iowa head coach, Kirk Ferentz. Actor, Theo Rossi. Coming up, NFL Network insider, Tom Pelissero. Host of USC Fight Passes, The Nosebleeds. Randy and Jason Sklar. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Our number three of this year, television and radio simulcast program on Peacock, Sirius XM 85, Odyssey app, terrestrial radio, coast to coast, and the Rich Eisen Terrestrial Radio Audience Network, along with our podcast available through the Cumulus Podcast Network. Our number three of that uh, program is on the air. Um, That's what we say in the business. And by the business, I mean the industry. Uh, Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. How are you, sir? I'm great. Okay. Uh, DJ Mikey D is Hi, a reason nuts. How you doing? TJ Jefferson lit the candle two hours ago, and we've had a great uh, show since then. Haven't we, though? I think it's the candle. Have we not? I'm saying, haven't we? Yeah. We have. We yeah. absolutely have. In the business, too. Yeah, yeah in the business and the industry. Island, Rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Business. We talked Staten Island. Shall we did with, with uh, Theo Rossi. It was Wu-Tang. fun. Wu-Tang. Yeah, he's cut. like, I spoke to Method Man two days ago. <laughs> right. All righty. Uh, that's that's the most Staten Island thing you can say, pretty much. Right. Uh, also, uh, the Sklar brothers are going to be here. Randy and Jason Sklar uh, on this program. They have rebooted the, uh, their hit show Cheap Seats from back in the day. It's called The Nosebleeds uh, on UFC Fight Pass. We had Al Michaels in hour number one talking about his friend Vince Scully. We also had Kirk Ferentz of Iowa football. We've had a good time chatting with our, our friends and fans. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We'll take your calls. Um uh, later on on this the, in this hour but uh uh we turn to the mercedes-benz vans phone line and finally hook up with somebody who's been working like crazy for uh, my compadres at the nfl media group uh one of our top insiders and certainly one in uh, the top insiders in the business on the mercedes-benz vans phone line is tom pelissera how you doing tom rich it's uh what do we got here about two o'clock eastern time there's not been an emergent situation today for me to go on that? TV for four straight hours. How about that? So I'm holding my breath, but I'm glad that uh, I was able to pick up on the first ring this time. Look at us, Tom. Look at us, how we've evolved. Where have I, Where are we? Are, are you in Canton or where are you, Tom? I'm in Philadelphia. Ah. I drove here from uh, Pittsburgh last night, and uh, I'll be heading on to the Jets camp next. 13 oh. teams in 13 days. Doesn't get any better than that. I love it. Okay, so let's take them one at a time. What is going on in Pittsburgh? You know, and you, you got to, at this time of year, be very careful what you're reading and blogging and live blogging of practices. But for all accounts, nobody's lighting things up. Or Mason Rudolph has the lead based on the play that we've seen uh, where reporters are talking about in practice. What did you glean from Pittsburgh? If the Steelers had to play a game tomorrow, it's a pretty good bet Mitch Trubisky would be the starting quarterback. But they don't play a game tomorrow, and they're going to take their time 
sorting this thing out. You very rarely have a, a true three-way quarterback battle, but from everyone I spoke to when I was in Pittsburgh, it, it sounds like that's legitimately how they're approaching it. Mitch Trubisky got all the first-team reps to the first week of camp. Yesterday, Trubisky and Mason Rudolph split the first-team reps. I was told that was a pre-planned rotation. They've also been moving Kenny Pickett around. He was with the third team initially. Then they moved him up to the second team where he played better, which makes sense because he didn't have as much uh, pressure on him, even in the no-hitting-the-quarterback setting of training camp. Uh, but I caught up with Mike Tomlin when he was coming off our NFL Network set, and I just asked him, are you, are you going to have to give each of these guys a preseason start? And what he said was, I don't care about when they play. I just care about them being able to function no matter what's going on around them. In other words, they're going to mix it up. They're going to look at everybody with the first team and the second team and the third team. Right now, you know, Deontay Johnson just signed his contract, so he'll be back at practice. But Chase Claypool's been out. And Pat Fryermuth has been out. Najee Harris has been uh, banged up of late. So, you know, there's been a lot of challenges for those quarterbacks. Has anyone stepped forward and grabbed the job yet? No, but it's, it's early in camp. And the Mason Rudolph thing is real. He has flashed in camp. He's had a solid camp. They've obviously got... Uh, the most book on him in terms of what he is as a quarterback. But let's see how this thing evolves. It's going to be one of the fun on-the-field storylines through the course of the preseason. And then now you're in Philadelphia. What's the story there for this Philadelphia Eagles team that has Jalen Hurts at the controls for a full season now for a second season, uh, a run game that now could be supported by an aerial t- attack featuring A.J. Brown? Is that it? Is that the story? Or is it on defense? What do you got for me, Tom? That's a, that's a huge part of it, is bringing in A.J. Brown. I mean, A.J. Brown, I don't have many favorites in the league, but as a guy and a player, I just I love everything about A.J. Brown. He came on with me and Sean O'Hara for NFL Network after practice. Jalen Hurts crashed the interview, so we talked to the two of them together. They're, they're buddies. They've known each other a long time, and those two, plus Devontae Smith, spent a bunch of time together between mini camp and training camp working out together. A.J. posted some photos of them, like, running hills in the rain and stuff like that, like, they're all tight, so you've got some just natural chemistry there. But then watching, you know, A.J. Brown duking it out with Darius Slay in one-on-ones in practice, they've, they've got some star power on this team. They've got some really talented players. Uh, you're hoping that some of the, you know, the older veterans, the Jason Kelseys and the Fletcher Coxes, can, you know, give you one more run here. That's why they're, you know, they're taking their shot. I would also say that they're cautious about, you know, people pumping them up as, a, you know, one of the favorites at this point. I don't think that nationally that's how they're perceived, but, you know, anytime that you have a first-year head coach who, you know, finishes hot and makes the playoffs like Nick Sirianni did, there's always that danger that then if you don't start hot again the following season, it's, well, what's wrong? Especially when they went out, you know, and got Brown and they got James Bradbury. Um, they've, they've really added a lot of talent. And they also added, I'm not kidding you, Rich, I, in all my time covering the NFL, I, I can name on one hand the number of humans I've seen bigger than Jordan Davis. Mm. Their first-round pick out of Georgia he was standing next to Fletcher Cox, and Fletcher Cox looks small. Fletcher Cox is one of the biggest humans I've ever seen in the league, too. So it would be fascinating to see a guy that athletic and that big, what he can do as a rookie. Tom Pelissero, my colleague from the NFL Media Group and Insider, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's, uh, let's jump uh, headfirst into the Deshaun Watson appeal of Sue L. Robinson's six-game suspension. Walk me through what the NFL's thinking is now and what happens next. Well, the NFL's thinking in filing the appeal is, uh, for one thing, they can. They usually defend their rights within the CBA. It is their right within the CBA, and the union has it too, to appeal uh, any suspension. And then the second part of it is they 
wanted a, you know, they pushed for a minimum one-year banishment with the possibility of reinstatement in 2023. And when they filed their appeal brief against the NFLPA's very publicly stated wishes, they once again asked for the same thing, which is an indefinite suspension of at least one year with the possibility of conditional reinstatement in 2023. They've also wanted to substantially fine Deshaun Watson because the way that his contract is structured, which is a common structure, but big signing bonus, which doesn't count for a suspension, minimum base salary. They want him to have to pay a monetary price as well. And that's where, you know, the settlement talks got hung up. You know, we're on both fronts. Those go back to within the hearing. Once it became clear, you know, as I've been talking about for several weeks here, it would have shocked anyone who was involved with the hearing if they got one year from Sue L. Robinson because of the way that she addressed her narrow um, powers as disciplinary officer under the collective bargaining agreement. She's not permitted to rewrite precedent. She's not permitted to rewrite the CBA or the personal conduct policy. She can work off of you know what exists. The NFL's argument was, well, there is no precedent for what we say Deshaun Watson did. The NFLPA would say you have to go off the precedent. And therein lies the disagreement. The NFL was willing to settle both back in July and, or early July and last week prior to the disciplinary decision for less than a year and a hefty fine. Deshaun Watson who, for better or worse, has denied all wrongdoing uh, in these cases, would not was not willing to accept it. So the six-game suspension comes in. The NFL appeals. Roger Goodell gets to a point. Who hears that appeal? Um, you know, history suggests it'll be somebody else within the league office. And then, if they can't work out a settlement prior to that disciplinary or the excuse me the appeal hearing, which is no sooner than next week, and until a decision is rendered, then in all likelihood you're going to have an increase in the suspension up to or as high as one year minimum banishment. And then the NFLPA in all likelihood will then sue in federal court. And then once one thing I've learned covering enough cases in federal court here is once things leave the collectively bargained process and go into the court, everyone loses control of the timeline. So what would the timeline be? Would it, would it, would it wind up from what you're hearing in Watson playing while this gets hammered out or he gets to he sits the first six games and then this thing needs to be decided before week seven hits and the Browns are in a state of limbo through the first month and a half of the season. As our colleague Judy Batista put it well on Good Morning Football today, it is murky. Uh, it seems unlikely that Deshaun Watson would be playing in week one since in essence he has accepted a six-game suspension. Um, however, this is a new disciplinary process. It is not played out before at any level, including the courts, but also at the actual you know, CBA-dictated disciplinary officer and appeals level. And so it's hard to make a firm prediction, just like everything else within the course uh, of this process. What we do know is history will tell you if a player is suspended for a minimum, banished for minimum one year, they're also not allowed to participate in training camp. So now you have a possibility since the NFL um, and the NFLPA and everyone involved is supposed to have this heard on an expedited basis. Let's say next Friday, just throwing out a date. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not going to happen this week. The yes. PA still has to respond. Let's say next Friday they come down and say Deshaun Watson is now banished for a year. If they're going off how they've always treated these cases, he's immediately out of camp. He can't participate in the preseason. And that's where – that would accelerate the time frame for the NFLPA then to go to federal court and try to get a temporary restraining order 
to get him back into camp in the preseason. Would a judge then say he can play week one? Again, it seems unlikely. It most likely would be, okay, it's six games was agreed to. It's anything on top of that that we have to look at here. But we just don't know because the process hasn't played out before. Tom Pelissero here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's your reporting on how the league uh, investigated Stephen Ross and came up with, uh, yeah, that he was kind of not to be taken seriously when he was trying to order a tank job, but he definitely 100% along with uh, another member of his ownership team go after Brady and Sean Payton in a way that was so brazen they they took away two draft choices and a million and a half Stephen Ross dollars. What's your reporting there? In terms of the tanking allegation, if Stephen Ross, in fact, offered $100,000 to lose games, you would think there'd probably be a paper trail if he paid off on that. Absent 11, I believe it was, losses in that season, 11 $100,000 payments into Brian Flores' bank account, it's difficult to prove what the intentions were. We know what Brian Flores said, which was it was a serious offer. We know that uh, Stephen Ross has said in very clear terms that the allegations were false and defamatory. It, it's, it's a tricky one, Rich, because you're talking about you know, what people implied in, in conversations, though they didn't occur in front of other people. Um, but the fact that that came out at the same time as the findings and the tampering uh, investigation is certainly not an accident. You know, whatever mistake Stephen Ross did, and the NFL made clear, you shouldn't talk the way he did, even if it's in jest. No one can know. We can't say that stuff. But it gives the appearance that the discipline, discipline that was laid out in terms of the first round pick in 2023, third rounder in 2024, the fine, the suspension, even though Stephen Ross can still attend games, um, that that was all strictly from the tampering allegation. And only the league office truly knows how they arrived at those specific penalties. What we do know is that is major, major discipline that is up there with um, the stiffest discipline that we have seen, certainly for an owner, but for a club to lose two prime picks like that um, in recent NFL history. And it was, you know, talking paper trails, it's a lot easier to track. Tom Brady was talking to Bruce Beal and Stephen Ross on a regular basis, and apparently Sean Payton had contact with them as well. You got text messages, you got phone records, everything else. And if anybody knows that they have to turn over their phone in an NFL investigation, <laughs> it's probably Tom Brady. I'm not saying he did. Good one. I'm just saying we know hmm. throwing your phone is something that's not uh, looked upon kindly by the NFL. Tom Pelissero here on the Rich Eisen Show. All right, so now uh, it appears certainly with Deontay Johnson – uh, is everybody paid? Is there, are there any other lingering issues somewhere other than Jimmy Garoppolo as an outstanding issue? Um, if so, what are they? And then hit me on what's going on with Garoppolo and where he might wind up. What do you got for me, Tom? Those are the big ones. You know, Derwin James is still holding at this point. That's going to be one to watch. Uh, so is Russell Wilson. You know, He's participating in doing everything. He's got two years left on his contract, but at some point, you know, the Broncos, they have been looking at this. They have been speaking with his agent. It's just a matter of does something get done at a time that Deshaun Watson's five-year, $230 million fully guaranteed contract is that target that everybody is aiming for. In terms of Jimmy Garoppolo, continues to sound like everything is going well from a rehab perspective. There's just not a team jumping to the forefront right now to make a trade for a guy who is still working his way to the, you know, back to 
fully 100% and hasn't thrown in a team setting since he underwent shoulder surgery uh, back in late February, early March. Uh, you know, is it possible he gets traded? Well, it's possible there's a quarterback or two who get hurt in the next few weeks here. But with each passing day, uh, it certainly raises the chances that Jimmy Garoppolo at the end of this, sometime around cutdown day, ends up getting released because otherwise the 49ers are carrying a 20-odd million dollar salary on their books for a backup quarterback. They've made very clear Trey Lance is the guy, barring an injury to Trey Lance, which again, always possible. He got hurt a couple times last year when he played. But barring that, you know, their hands are a little bit tied as we get down to it here, and we just have to see whether or not there's some type of situation that uh, generates a market for Garoppolo. And speaking of not throwing for, you know, in team uh, activities right now, you got the defending world champion quarterback and Matthew Stafford. What's the concern level there with Stafford here in Los Angeles, Tom? Well, I would say uh, on Stafford, he deals with so much. He has so many injuries. He's not... Uh, the youngest guy uh, anymore, obviously. And he's just, he, he, you watch him play, Rich. I mean, he, he takes hits. He's yep. always got, you know, a banging a thumb on a helmet or something. So he's been dealing with this uh, tendon issue in his throwing elbow that's just been limiting him here. You never want to hear a quarterback with elbow issues in the first week of camp, but they'll manage him just like they did through last year when he was dealing with a variety of different stuff. And if anybody's going to rise to the bell uh, come that September 8th opener, it's Matthew Stafford. All right, Tom Pelissero, thanks for the time. Travel safe. Let's do this again um, when uh, on the back end of Canton. Thanks very much, sir. Thanks, Rich. You got it. At Tom Pelissero on Twitter, a must-follow. I follow him. You should as well. Let's go to break. The Sklar brothers, Randy and Jason, two delightful, hilarious human beings. They've got a new show on UFC Fight Pass called The Nosebleeds. Don't miss these gents. When we come back, they're here in person. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% 
on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here at the Sklar Brothers here on the Rich Eisen Show. Randy and Jason Sklar, for those terrestrial radio listeners, we just saw a hilarious John Hamm-fronted uh, sketch from uh, a clip of the new show, The Nosebleeds with the Sklar Brothers, that you can see on UFC Fight Pass. And it's already started this past weekend right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Great again to see you guys here. Thank you. So did you uh, basically go pitch these guys at UFC? Like, hey... Uh, We'd love we love to want to do redo the, the, the cheap seats that we used so to do back in the day. Rich, we've done a ton of shows. You know that. You've yes. been so generous to have us come on and promote these shows when we've, we've done Always. them. But through our career, the show that people keep telling us, we want you to bring back. Bring back cheap seats. Bring back cheap seats. How can you do that? From and the ESPN Classic. From the Classic from the days. the Classic yeah. days, which yeah. it was on all the time. And I love that they like to tell us, like, oh, it's not really getting great ratings, yet everyone saw it. You know, we're, like, backstage at the Rome show, and Snoop Dogg is like, hey, man, that's my cheap seats. We're like, yes! yes. yes. Aaron Rodgers in the store is like, cheap seats? Where's your brother? And I'm like, okay, I don't believe that people weren't watching this show. Yes. Tons of people watch it. Tons of people were like, bring it back. We always were looking for who's going to do this, let us do this the way we want to do it. Crowley Sullivan, I don't know if you remember that gentleman. said name sounds Michigan State's own Crowley Sullivan. He's wonderful. He ran ESPN Classic, bounced around, ends up at the UFC, builds up their Fight Pass, which is their streaming service, and he goes which to is them. like their classic. It's like their library of all the every all the old fights, fight. every old everything that they've ever produced. And he said, all right, I want to do original programming. And they said, yes, you can. First phone call was to us. He said, do you want to redo Cheap Seats? And we said, yes, but can we call it the nosebleeds because it's, it's about fighting. fighting? It's fighting. He said, oh, yes. I thought that was because ESPN was going to sue your ass. No. no. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> I, 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 I mean, that's a good and point. And literally, no. I don't care. But they were like, okay. no. And so, but it's fine. We were like, let's do something new. But it has the spirit of the old show. And we go into the original moments of UFC. First episode's available on YouTube. It's on UFC's YouTube page. Yes. It's UFC 1. UFC one, Denver, Colorado, 1993. Now, when did you start Sports Center in ninety? I started in ninety six. Ninety six. So, think Ni- of, go back to that moment. You're still at Michigan, or you would maybe just graduate. Ninety three. I'm three years clear. Okay. Three years clear. I'm, right. I'm, I'm actually, if you really I'm must know, I mean, clear. I could go deeper. Yeah. But I, I was, uh, I was a, a staff writer for the Staten Island Advance, wondering Thank where you. I was Let's going with go. my career and my Thank life. Thank you. Yeah. Let's you go. Were the, you're like an untatted Pete Davidson. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> Staten Island zone. That's You're doing your every Kardashian wants to be with you. We get it. Inkless Pete Davidson. Inkless Pete is a great name Inkless for a fantasy Inkless team. Pete is your fantasy it team. It does sound. It also sounds what? like a, ca- a character from uh, from Breaking Bad. But anyway, totally. Inkless Pete. Okay. Totally. Inkless Pete so not, UF, what did UFC one look like? It Jim? looked hilarious. First of all, Jim Brown was for some reason is like a co-announcing. Yeah, our, our, our was Jim Brown. Uh, like CBS's James no. Brown. No, Jim Brown, the like running back, the running back, dirty. Hold on a minute. Jim Brown yeah, he was, was, Jim was Brown? an analyst for UFC 1? Our joke was, uh, what was O.J. Simpson not available? And Randy's like, he was, or was he booked? It was the mid-90s. He, was in, he, he was, wasn't booked. He was in the process, process of being booked. Right, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and gentlemen, the nosebleeds with the Scar Brothers. Okay. It's so fun. I mean, it, Brian Kilmeade. 
from Fox and yeah. Friends was the ring, like in the ring reporter. He was, he was the Joe Rogan, Rogan before what? Joe Rogan? Oh, before, the, uh, not even Joe Rogan. He was lower than that. He was just in the ring being like, there's padding on this fence. And you're like, okay, Brian. And and it's like, it's hilarious. The whole thing is crazy. No weight classes. Yeah, so you have a sumo wrestler fighting, fighting a Savate guy. You've got to, it's so, some guy's teeth gets kicked, <laughs> tooth gets kicked out and they have to end the fight. Art Jimerson, a boxer, fights Hoist Gracie, which is, he's one of the, you know, legends of jujitsu. Yes, and he fights him with one boxing glove. One, but the other hand doesn't have a glove on it. Always good to telegraph where your punches are coming from. Right. Nice work, <laughs> nice job. Like, it he, was even Michael Jackson was like, put on another glove. Yeah. I mean, at this point, <laughs> yes. and you don't want to take advice from that guy about anything. Now, were there any celebrities, luminaries uh, that were uh, octagon side and no, back in the day? No. I don't nobody, think, nobody. No, so no. like, you know how it's grown. Not even like Olandis Gary. I'm yeah. trying to name a '93 Bronco. I'm predating Olandis Gary. I'm just trying to like. That's who is, a good one. Was a '93 Bronco? Dante Bichette. Maybe because <laughs> it's a young Todd Helton out of school. Young, young Andres Galarraga. Uh, the, big cat, big cat, the big cat. The big cat. Uh, you know, was he on the '93 Colorado Luminary. Right. I mean, sports those fans, teams. But, those teams. So okay. So, so so yeah. So it's that, but it's also like the first episode of The Ultimate Fighter, which was their you know kind sure. of reality show that really saved the brand. Like when UFC kind of was struggling to establish itself, they were like, "We need more stars." They do this The Ultimate Fighter reality show, and all of a sudden. All those guys, a lot of those guys go on to start fighting and sure. make a name for themselves and everyone's behind them. And then the brand expands. But in the first episode, it's crazy. Some dude's fighting some other guy. Some guy pees on someone else's bed. It's magical. He's on his bed while they, and, they, and they film it. <laughs> he We're, said, and then on. his excuse was, I just, I just, spritzed, I just spritzed his bed. We're like, I, I, I don't think R. Kelly would buy that excuse. Yeah, I don't know right? if that just, flies with that guy. <laughs> just calm. I shouldn't laugh at that. Why am I laughing? Not funny. Not funny. Guys in jail. But like, uh, the point is, this show, Randy and I were trying to think. I don't think there's another show yes. on TV or streaming or anywhere that has as many jokes per second. Just and You can watch it over and over. And they're all under 20 minutes. We're like, let's make them under 20 minutes so that it's they whip easy by, viewing, fun. whips by. Sure. It's good. Right. So, uh, the Nosebleeds with the Sklar Brothers, UFC Fight Pass. You can check it out. Again, um, uh, it premiered last Saturday, July 30th. Additional episodes release on August 20th right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I, I, I'll be honest with you. For some reason, if you had told me, asked me, when did the UFC begin? Right. Like, when would UFC want? I would not have said 93. What would you I have thought, would, like 2002 or I something like that? I would have thought then? later than that, even. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. I and mean, then, again, think of how it's grown even in the last 5, 10 years. It's right. grown to a place. Randy and I were like, the flashpoint for us, and maybe Brockman, you, you'll agree with this, like, and I don't know if you'll agree with this, I don't know how, how much of a boxing fan you are, but when boxing kept refusing to make the Pacquiao Mayweather fight and kept holding that away from well, us. Well, they weren't refusing, just the two sides the two couldn't sides get couldn't together. Agree, but I'm yeah. saying yeah. boxing no in body how to split the, up the right. nine-figure pie. Uh, right, I mean, so then that fight kept not happening, kept not happening. Meanwhile, UFC's over here making every fight you want to see every single I mean, week. I don't think that fight took so long to make Pacquiao release three albums during that period. <laughs> two Christmas and one Hanukkah album. One Hanukkah album. But Pacquiao. it was that thing where you go, oh, wait, over here, they're making these fights and they're great. Yeah. And no, Conor last, McGregor's growing up, and this, he's be, this past Saturday they made uh, Pena Nunez two. Right, the first fight was eight months ago, and it was an amazing fight. Which, if it were boxing, you wouldn't see it for three years. So, what is the goal here? To every single time there is a UFC fill in the blank, there's a 
a, a nosebleeds group of, I mean, of shows be, that come that with would it. Be beautiful, so there's a I mean, deep, that's the idea. Yeah, I mean, there's a deep, deep reservoir of all the stuff. Like we did an event that happened during the pandemic in Alaska that was lo- looked like it was filmed in this someone's is like episode five of this run. Right, it here. was filmed in someone's backyard. It looked like a backyard thing, and all everything about it. The mic was hot. It kept blowing out. You have people announcing. Like the announcer came up in the ring with his hat clipped to his belt buckle. Like I think no one's gonna steal your hat, man. Yeah, I you're think the announcer. You can leave it at the table. They're shooting through the fence. We're like, can't you shoot from a drone? I mean, it's Alaska. Doesn't everyone Everyone have a drone drone in in Alaska? Alaska. Yeah, right. And it it was really fun to do. And that just happened last year. And then you go all the way back into the 90s. UFC 1, UFC 2, UFC 3. Well, another clip that we were going to show, but it just didn't work for people listening on the radio, which is a large part of our audience. You doing the, the, if you will, cheap seats or nosebleeds. Right version of a butterbean fight we did two butterbean fights and first of all everyone calls him all the ring announcers called him butter bean we're like so his first name is butter and his last name is bean sort of like a two a two name thing? right i like, think it's all one it's butterbean it's like connected like, like the top of his head to the back of his neck connected. <laughs> Everything. that's what i ever thought because, you know, like like he's the brother of jelly right? yes you know right I mean? like, that's makes, what it is this so, is different many different Butterbean. Lima? <laughs> it's Lima time? Yeah. <laughs> it's Lima time. Before is, the home, Jose took it from... That guy's uh, from, never seen a green vegetable. Come on, guys. He said he looks like if Michael Chiklis shielded himself from vegetables. That's, that's right. what Butterbean looks like. I'm sure if Butterbean <laughs> finds us, he's going to catch us. Gonna, if he's he can catch us, he's going to get us both. But uh, We looked it up. He's still alive, right? So, still with he's us. He's still kicking? He's only 55. He's but, but seriously, that's a miracle. He's 408 pounds. It's a miracle that he's still kicking. He's still with us. He is still with us. He, I think he has a restaurant, like a barbecue restaurant down oh, in Mister. I thought it would have been great if he had like a creation type smoothie place. Yeah. Like, God. <laughs> like just the exact opposite. He, so do you, you <laughs> know. Somebody nicknamed you know, him. You know, Color Me Mine, he has like a studio where they just make small no, pottery for not. children. No, he does not. Uh, but <laughs> Come on, man. Those things are great. But it so, would be called Butter Me Mine. Butter Me Mine. Butter yeah. Me Mine. What? Or why are we coming up with these ideas for Butterbean? You know what? We're just we're just we're <laughs> just we're we're spitballing. Here. I love it. I love it. It's like a nosebleeds. It right? is like a nosebleeds out here. And what? and but but look, UFC for years yes. had to fight to be an accepted sport and fight to have that sort of acceptance yes. in the mainstream. So for a long time, it's like you can't make fun of yourself as you're because other way. people are making fun of you as a sport. What's but, cool is like at this point right now, they're like, we can look back at what we were in yeah. 1993. Like we can look at our yearbook picture in 1990, knowing who we are today and say, why? Were today, we? obviously, our fashion sense is strong. <laughs> Jason yeah, looks I like mean, he's. We, when did you become a gymnastics phenomenal. coach in Romania in 1987? <laughs> It does look like you're about to carry Carrie Strong off. Yeah, that's right. Help for, her off the mat. Okay? What, she what, needs what, to what, learn what, to work through the pain is she, what I'm trying to say. She worked through a lot of pain. Seriously, like you've got something, Randy, on like from the from the Andy Reid collection. Jason, look, I say you then, look like a Jewish Magnum P.I. Fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> Menachem P.I. I'll take it. Menachem P.I. You look like a porn star's uncle is what you look like. I look like a porn star's uncle who also works at Trader Joe's. You know what I mean? You look like you have 14 magazine subscriptions. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's what you look like. And then this is a choice, though. Jay's jacket is is very polarizing. People love it or hate it. For people listening at home, it is a fluorescent green jacket with with a pink, hot pink fuchsia lines and a blue blue, line through it. A blue line through it. It is. 
There's well nobody would say put these three colors together mm-hmm. and make a jacket, and yet he does it, and yet it people works. love it. People, like people love it. absolutely love it. Well, people, I think that's what they'll be talking about, about this appearance right here mm-hmm. on the Rich Eisen Remember Show. Remember Chase Jacket? Randy and Jason Sklar right here on the program. Okay, so um, is the idea, again, to get um, like maybe Dana White involved to can you, oh. can you get him involved to make fun of himself? Yeah, uh, we're going to try. So right. we wrote a bit for him to do in the show. And he what couldn't it? do it. So but the bit was, and it's in the Alaska episode, and, and we got Andy Richter to do it, which is, by the way, no small he consolation. He was in one of those chairs just last week. I love him. The best. I love him. So we did it. We wrote a bit. Our, the original bit was, what if we call up tech support because one of our computers is not working, and they open the door, and it's Dana White. And we're like, your tech, your tech support? support? He's like, yeah, and I got a lot to do. Just, so let's What just, is it? Let's What's go? wrong what with the thing? And then he starts to try to fix the computer, eventually can't fix it, and just smashes the hell out of it. Oh. So fun. And we started writing for him. He obviously is too busy, but we're always going to try and think of something to drop him into because he likes the show. He thinks it's funny. He's okay. seen the show. So him being in it, I think, is a further endorsement of it. We realize that we're like doing something that UFC has never done before, which is taking a full comedy swing. And we're not just trying to do like a humorous look at some of the weirdest nose breakings in the history that... No. We are doing a full comedy show and they supporting us is... Them supporting us is a huge deal. It's, so who's the who's the fighter that you'd want? Who's be, the fighter that we'd want? I mean... Uh, oh, is, it Col- is it... Uh, Tuivasa Ivasa would be great. T- t- yeah, Tai Ivasa, who is the one who finishes his fight and then drinks a beer. Pours a beer into a shoe. Not his shoe. An audience shoe. member throws up their shoe with whatever athlete's foot is sitting in that thing. <laughs> We're worried about COVID. This guy's drinking a beer out of someone else's shoe yeah. and then chugs the beer out of the shoe. That guy would be great. Of course, Conor McGregor would be great. Of course, you know, I mean... One of the funniest guys we've had on the show in almost eight years was Israel Adesanya. Really? Amazing. He's funny. He's, he was, well, I mean, he He's came out and he talked box. about how he had, he had visions of going into Allegiant Stadium, of all places, mm-hmm. right? That's, is that what, that, that's the, the name that's of the, in Vegas, Raiders, right? yep. Yeah, yeah, he wants to go into the, the new Raiders home. It was hardly, no, nothing had happened there. And he said he wanted to uh, take on John Bones Jones and okay. s- scrape his nuts over him and in what? Las Vegas, Nevada. Like, literally, is th- that's the phrase he used. Correct? I'm not I'm not scrape his own nuts over him. Yes, over over uh, for some yes. reason that was the verbiage he used. Yeah. Stop me in my tracks. <laughs> I mean um oh, okay. it strikes me like he's got a certain uh, dark comedic side to There's him. There's a trash yes. talking to him. Yeah, I, I saw him like in a press conference and he was going back and forth with someone and he's like, I'm gonna make a TikTok dance out of you. I was like, that is good. Great. I mean, Please. Patty, Patty Pimlet, Patty, Patty the Patty. Pimlet, Patty the Batty okay. kind of fun, too. He'd be a great guy to have on the show. Fantastic. What we hope is, and what we're the, people will see it, and we've had a bunch of fighters on the show in the first season, as you saw. Bobby Green was in it. Yes. Alex Perez did it. Uh, Forrest Griffin, Griffin, who is fantastic, he did it. Yeah, the people will be like, oh, I want to do that show. We'll write something fun for you to do. And be we got to get people to watch it. The first one's on YouTube. If you don't have Fight Pass, you can go to UFC's YouTube and type the Nosebleeds, Sklar Brothers. You'll see it. Watch that episode. If you like it, mention you like it. Okay. And then, uh, and that's the way to support the show. And hopefully we'll get to, to make more next year. Well, I mean, that's the way to support it. Um, and uh, everybody check out the Nosebleeds with the Sklar Brothers. And I would say uh, farewell to you both, but you're back here on Friday. I'm going to come right. back tomorrow as that? this drops. And as, uh, it's going to be a blast. And I'm heading yes. off to Canton, Ohio. You are? You're being enshrined? The... I am not. Okay. <laughs> Do you know our story about Canton, Ohio? Uh, I'm all ears. Our mom... Our mom's family moved to the States mm-hmm. from the Holocaust to 
Maybe a scarier place, Canton, Ohio. Canton, I'm just Ohio. kidding. All right, so they go to Canton, Ohio, and they're they the, escape Nazi Germany to, to go to, to Canton, Canton, Ohio. Ohio. They move there. We visit them yearly as kids. Okay. We're the biggest sports fans ever. It's no joke. We're huge sports fans. Every year we go to Canton, Ohio. We ask every year our dad, can we go to the Football Hall of Fame? The reason why most people go to Canton, Ohio. That is correct. It's like, nah, it's too, too expensive. expensive. It's That's a ripoff. They, it's a ripoff. We're like, you can take us once. To Are the you football joking? Hall of Fame. So we went for years and years and years and years, and we never went to Have the, you never been to the So we went ones? later. So um, we, were, we were doing stuff for NF, the NFL with Network. With our executive producer, who's the executive producer on, with the NFL Network, we for went. the Nosebleeds. David Nickel, he took us oh, there. Oh, yeah. You know Dave. Of He's course. the EP on the Nosebleeds. Very funny. Fantastic funny, dude. dude. Okay. So we go to. Nice combination. And there. our Aunt Rita, Rita. Still lives in Canton, Ohio. Amazing woman. So we were only going to be Aunt in. Aunt Rita only speaks like her texts are all caps. All caps. We're and like, one why? time. One time she said to us, uh, you know who I don't like? That Jay Leno. We're like, you mean, you mean Jay, Jay Leno? Leno? Who's only read it and never You've heard? You've never heard someone say Jay, Jay Leno? Leno? All right. Because so reading she, it, it looks she's like. She's there, and we said, all right, we've got a couple hours in Canton, and we have to shoot this thing for the NFL Network. Yeah. Meet us at the Football Hall of Fame, and we will simultaneously catch up with you and shoot this piece. And we decided to put it all in the piece. So we'd say to the guy who was curating the Hall of Fame, Tell us about the bus room. Da, da, da. Hang on one second. Aunt Rita, how's Dennis and Gordon? How, how are they are, doing? How are your sons <laughs> doing? So we conducted a hangout with Aunt Rita and, and our first time at the Hall And of then fame. they said, Aunt Rita, we love you. We're going to give you a lifetime oh. pass to the Hall of Fame. And hey. you can bring one guest whoever you want. And I think the Hall of Fame thought she would never use it. She is the kind of person who, anytime she gets something, if it's free, even if she doesn't like it, she will use it until they tell her. She has used it so much that the Hall of Fame is like, they're going to do a cease and desist. They're They're going to be like, you got to stay away from the Hall of Fame. You got to stay away. (laughs) This is crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What a story. And you're going to have a great time. It's a great, it's a a story, if I'm not mistaken, that is, uh, it kind of touches upon everything about this great country. Immigration. Immigration. Okay, immigrants, they get the job done. They do. They do. Thank the you. Phrase from, Thank you, uh, from, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yes, from Lin-Manuel Miranda from uh-huh. uh, a little Hamilton. Uh-huh. Uh, it tells the story of love of football. Sure. 100%. Our love of football, not being able to get in, and then eventually working hard, coming back year after year, and finally making it to Breaking camp. Through. And then a word that you guys will understand, the two of you, Sklars, uh, the, the story of snoring. Snoring. <laughs> the, right. the story of being Clips a snorer. Snoring. Getting, you know, over like, your, getting over your skis, you so know, to speak. Uh, overstaying your wealth. Thank you. Welcome yes. in a spot where they say everyone's welcome. Yeah, please, right. come, please come visit. <laughs> and they're telling Aunt Rita, enough We've had with enough the Bronco Nagurski bust. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're spending I mean, way too much time with the butt kiss yes. bus. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so while you're okay. there, I'll be doing your show. I appreciate it. And Brockman that. and I will talk about uh, being at the ESPYs together. I've got a great, yes. I'll tease it, Oh, great Brandy Chastain story. Amazing Fantastic. Brandy Chastain story. I'll tease story. that for Can tomorrow. Confirm. We'll tell that tomorrow. Can confirm. Fantastic. Um, just you can't wear that shirt because everyone oh. will remember that you wore it. I'm going to wear oh, a different shirt. Okay. I might have more of these. Okay. There's more where that came from. And, and if, again, if he has anything more from the Bella Caroli collection. <laughs> He's not going to be here. <laughs> I got the ditch Curly collection. Yes, I need more of Did that. Did you know he's got a fashion line? No, Bella Curly has a fashion line of very hot, very high polyester pants. Uh, the Sklar Brothers. Check out the nosebleeds with the Sklar Brothers on UFC Fight Pass and tell others to go check it out. Their uh, podcast, their co-hosts of Dumb People Town, uh, along with Dan Van Kirk. You can get that where all podcasts are acquired right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Thank you for filling in, Randy. Everybody. Enjoy your vacation that Thank causes you. you not to be here, Jason. Sorry. Uh, we'll see you uh, down the road together. For right. sure. Sklar Thank Brothers you. on the Rich Eisen Show. 
Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the -the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Chrome Soft has made everyone better. It just didn't make the best players better. Everyone better. Men, women, first-time major winners, repeat major winners, club champions, business golfers. The Chrome Soft family has the best tour performance for every type of performance. The regular Chrome Soft, I use it. It's designed for the widest range of golfers who want better feel, more distance, and incredible forgiveness. I'm telling you, you can feel the difference of hitting this golf ball. It gives me more confident standing over it know if i just put a good swing on it good pass on it's going to go far chrome soft x provides excellent spin consistency tour level short game control the chrome soft xls is a lower spin golf ball on longer shots firmer feel still with a high spin around the greens all of this means when you add it all up it's so simple chrome soft is better for the best and better for everyone find out which chrome soft is right for you at callawaygolf.com slash chrome soft so from 85 to 2000 oh god <laughs> you were 12 3 and 2 uh-huh and i know that's when i went to school in 86 yep and then that went through john cooper yep and but then, since 2000 right oof, since the calendar you know turned, you've only won three it's a tough one yeah it's tough. And I've been going right. to Canton since 2003. Yeah. Yeah. So there's only three of... times I've shown three up in Canton. you've shown up in Canton with a wolf. I assume. The first time I was there is in 2003, right. before NFL Network was yeah, born. And people are all yeah. like, what are you doing here, Sports Center guy? I'm like, I'm here for right. NFL Network. When is it coming on the air? I've never heard of it. What is it? Mm. I haven't had people at the NFL front office who were there in Canton in 2003 in the summer saying, what is this NFL Network all about? 2004 yeah. would have been the first one, right? No, that 2003. The f- they went before We us. went on the air. We went before. Yeah. Oh, right. I got you. Yeah. Oh, I was you already gone. Stuff. I had just gotten married. Yeah, I'm yeah, back yeah, from yeah. the honeymoon. It's August. Gotcha, and gotcha. they're like, do you want to go there? And I shot interviews. That was right. the one where I, I interviewed um, we banked them. the banked hardest them hitters. Like, yeah, we banked interviews that we, we then ran the next year so we could all leave to fly from Los Angeles to Canton and have something on the air. We we, we ran those then. We. And Saved them for a year. And they only went wow. since then in 2011 and 2021. So you're saying to me, one of the three Michigan wins against Ohio State this, this century? What are they? 2003. Okay. But that, well, that was that would that, that would have been, been after, after I went there. Right. Yeah. So you're so, telling me yeah, this the is only the, time only the you've third gone, time I've gone second, to Canton. Well, well, no, this will be the third time. But the second with the... This will be the third time I've gone to Canton coming off of a win. Michigan oh, right, because 2004 State. you went. The first went. Jacket right. ceremony. This is the third right? one. This will be the third time, but the first jacket ceremony. When jacket. did you start doing the jacket ceremony? Yeah. Oh, I forget. I've been doing it a while. 
Well, 2012. So you won in 2011. So the 2012 jacket ceremony would have been off. I, I, I don't think you did the jacket. This, I think this is your I might first have jacket. This might be my first you jacket. First jacket, jacket oh, off. So showing up off of, you oh, go, You're going boy. all in. Go yeah. First jacket oh, off. Oh, boy. Just yeah. come in. Like like the Woo said, bring the ruckus. Yeah. Do I? Bring exactly. Do I, walk, do I ask to have an entrance? You want entrance song? Of the fight yeah, song? The fight song. No. 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 Just I want. No. No. You want someone to announce you? Provocative. Uh, yes. Like and smoke. I want smoke. Yeah. Yeah. I want to come out like <laughs> Mac Jones out of the out of the green room like Vince McMahon. Yeah. Walk, yeah. That walk. Yeah. Power walk. Do that walk with my chest. Just no come on kid. up here. What's up, Canton? Yeah. <laughs> How's everybody doing? A little bit better than last November? Huh? You might want a Rick hey. Flair strut, Rich. You might just want to come out like woo. We're here to celebrate the leaders and best. You should find We're out here DJ Khaled's available tonight, tonight to intro you. What? DJ Khaled, bring him in to intro you. You're doing great. This this is the energy. We this is the energy you want. One. We want and we need. <laughs> yeah. DJ Khaled. Yeah. He, he, yeah. He, he, another one. Touchdown. Another one. Touchdown. All right. <laughs> bring it. Yeah. Yeah, it was 42 Khaled. to 27. In case you forgot the score. Oh, no, I remember it. (laughs) (laughs) I remember it. Yeah. (laughs) All the coaches who are being enshrined. Dick Vermeule, everybody. Dick Vermeule is going to be enshrined. Yeah. Unlike other coaches, not born on third base. (laughs) How about that one? That's a Ryan Day reference. Wow. Although Jim Harbaugh is not explicitly confirmed. He was referring to Ryan Day about being born on third. What, inheriting the number two team in the nation? From Urban Meyer, yes, yeah, that's the right, one. Right. Although he was the one who dialed up all the evil on Don <laughs> Brown. As Urban was the CEO of the program. He was the CEO of the program just in. He brought that style to the NFL. Um, yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know what today is? August 4th. Yeah, it's my nephew's birthday. On August 4th, 1993. It was the day, and all uh, one uh, um, Nolan Ryan. Oh yeah, <laughs> went up and in on Robin Ventura, and Robin Ventura went uh, up and out, and got some doogies. Had to ask Nolan Ryan about that moment when he was on this program just a couple months ago. The time where Robin Ventura charged the mound on you, Nolan. What what's your recollection of that day and that moment when he charged well, the mound? There was a history between the White Sox and the Rangers that year of kind of bad blood. We had had a fight with them earlier in the year. And uh, Robin's first time up at the plate, I left the ball out over the plate, and he got to hit the left field. And uh, so the next time up, I was going to pitch him in, and I just got too far in to hit him. And uh, I think because of uh, uh, the fact that uh, we had had a fight earlier, and there were hard feelings between those two teams that he just reacted. Well, I mean, you were 20 years his senior, Nolan, so were you surprised that he was actually charging the mound on you? Yeah, I think any time that happens, you're surprised by it, but uh, mainly from Robin because that wasn't his nature. Right, at all. Was it your nature to give noogies to the top of his head, <laughs> Nolan? Well, I guess it was. <laughs> 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 you know, you just react to the situation, and uh, as I've said, you know, when I go somewhere, it's about the third third question that comes up is about Robin Ventura, and I always said, you know, it's of uh, all the 
things that had happened in my career, that's the thing I'm remembered for. There you go. It's Nolan Ryan. Amazing. <laughs> Nolan Ryan Noogies would be a great baseball fantasy team name, don't you think? <laughs> Absolutely. Don't you think that would be great? Nolan's Noogies? Nolan's Noogies. Noogies. It's a good candy. All right, so I want to thank today's guests for being on this program. Al Michaels in Hour One. Great chat about Vin. Uh, also want to thank Kirk Ferentz of Iowa Football. I want to thank Theo Rossi, the actor who's in the new film Emily the Criminal, my buddy from Staten Island. I've, I felt like I just slipped Wu-Tang. into an old shoe. Yeah. Like I, I felt like yeah. I witnessed the birth Wu-Tang. of a friendship today. Yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was nice to yeah. see. Right. It was good. I want to thank the, uh, uh, the terrific Tom Pelissero giving us all the information that we require. And the Sklar brothers, Jason and Randy. Randy will be in this chair tomorrow while I'm in Canton. You guys, you guys want to hear from me tomorrow? You want me to call in? Yeah, I sure. want to hear from uh, what's going on in Canton. I just want to check on your health tomorrow. Just tomorrow, so- I just, I'm flying in. Tomorrow, I'm just need, I need to, you know, hydrate so I don't cramp up. <laughs> Trolling Power on all the Buckeyes. your boy. Thank you very much, Mr. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. Mr. Method Man. Uh, yeah, I would like to, uh, maybe I'll chime in. I mean, Randy, Randy's a Michigan guy too, so That's right. I mean, it's your show, Rich. You can you can do that. Well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to disrupt this any is flow. The Rich Eisen show. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate yeah. that. I don't want to disrupt any flow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll do that, and then the uh, the following week I will be uh, on vacation one last time, getting my Woo! my Pretty time in before nice. I inhale. Uh, all the NFL and then exhale, and it'll be President's Day weekend. Are you taking you, the hat with you? You have a new hat for this vacation? Oh, is the hat, is the uh, hat going? Oh, the hat better go there. The hat should go to Canada. Yeah. The, the hat. hat you, should, you talk about I somebody wearing wear that hat. Talk with my chest tomorrow. Oh, right? man, you're going to piss him off. I'm coming, Ken. I'm coming. <laughs>